Hello and welcome to the Niche Podcast. I'm Jonathan Stark. I'm Kelly Shaver. And we're here to talk about building apps that run everywhere using open web standards like HTML, CSS, JavaScript, REST, and JSON. Please stay tuned. The Niche Podcast is next. Hello. <laughs> that kind of week. <laughs> it's been that kind of day. Oh my god, there have been so many things that have gone horribly wrong today. <laughs> Seriously. Like if I wanted to just rant about my bad day, I could spend a couple of hours. But yeah, I'm sure. I, I don't think know the, the biggest. <laughs> yeah, I think the biggest thing was the van, though. Yeah, you like what snapped an axle? Yeah. No big deal. No, nothing major. Just the the front axle breaking in half. <laughs> I'm just thankful it didn't happen while we were going down the road at sixty miles an hour. Who needs it? Yeah. Front axle, wimps. You just do a wheelie all the way home. Yeah. In, in the minivan. Just stick some duct, put some duct tape on it and go on. <laughs> there, I fixed it. <laughs> Ugh. It's been that kind of day. I guess so. Well, dear listener, I'm about to, within the next, well, no, I shouldn't say about, within the next 12 hours or so, I'm going to be packing up the family onto a jet blue flight for the House of Mouse. Nice. So we're sneaking in a quickie. <laughs> For all y'all. Don't tell the spouses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Didn't know didn't know Skype could do that, did you? No, I didn't. Yeah. I've been using Skype wrong all this time all these years. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Quickie support enabled. So have you chopped anything off in the last thirty minutes? Uh I'm good since about eight o'clock tonight when I tripped over a laundry basket. Oh. <laughs> you gotta get those eyes laser beamed that eyes i know act. i i really do <laughs> i yeah. really do it's like i i said i that was one of the things i noticed after i got lasik was that mm -hmm. my eye hand coordination and balance got a lot better yeah i can always tell when my eyesight's getting worse again because i start walking into door into door frames yeah it's i mean it makes sense when you think about it but yeah didn't occur to me until it happened. I was like, oh, wow, when I take this like fishbowl effect off my eyes, I can actually catch a football. <laughs> yeah, imagine that. Yeah, well, who knew? So, anyway. Well, dear listener, it is... Uh, this is the Halloween episode, actually. It is. Spooky. It is very spooky. I'm... I'm scared. Episode 132, the sour grapes issue of <laughs> the niche podcast. I'm getting ready to yes. complain. You're getting ready to complain. Yes, but we have some fun housekeeping yeah. to talk about first. We, we do, we do. Um, This week, where's my, where are my notes? This week, we have, uh, first of all, we want to tell you that by the time you hear this, uh, Castbacker will be the real live 
post Rails Rumble version of Castbacker will be either up or almost up. So mm-hmm. we would love it if you'd go to castbacker.com and either sign up or give us your email address to be notified when the site is actually live. Um, one yeah, way or the and other. If, you, if you get in there and there's a big there's a big red banner that says we're in demo mode, just um how do you've got a you've got a sign up page for email? No, I'll take the, I'll, that won't no? be up. I'll take that okay, down. Okay, yeah. Yeah, if they, if they get in there and the site's still in demo mode, no, just no, no, no. Uh, come back in a day or two. <laughs> yeah, I'll force that to not happen. But so you'll yeah. either you'll either see the actual site, um, which will have a sign up or and login buttons, or you'll see a sign up form that's just a place asking you for your email address. So one or the other. But we're one of the two. Yeah, we're planning to uh, barring difficulties with our SSL certificate, we're planning to have it up by the Sunday after this goes live so over the weekend yes. i'm going to try and get it posted. Mm-hmm. right of november 2014 and my phone is ringing yes. in the middle of the night it is why is your phone ringing at 10 30 at night i don't know but it's someone who a very woman. important question from topenish washington topenish washington i'm sure that's not for me oh i don't know if i've ever mentioned it yeah, I don't know if I've ever mentioned it on the podcast, but my phone number is one consecutive digit off of the PayPal business customer service line. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think you have it because then I mentioned that my uncle's phone number is one number off from the local pizza place, so he just takes the order. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did. You did tell me that. Yeah. Yeah, so if you dial, if you accidentally dial 402 area code instead of 401, or other way around. If you accidentally dial 401 instead of the 402 area code, then you will get me instead of PayPal. And I urge you to not leave your username and password on my voicemail because I will <laughs> take advantage of it. <laughs> Especially if you're a grandma. Mm. No, you would not believe the voicemails I get from PayPal customer service. Just people. It makes me feel bad for PayPal customer service people. <laughs> so bad for PayPal? Yeah. That's a stretch. I feel bad you know, for PayPal, the customer service PayPal, people. Yeah, yeah. PayPal gets a lot of flack, but in, in all the many years I've used them, I've never had a problem with them. Um, I mean, I feel like there are better services out there now, but I've, I've actually I've never had a problem with them. And anytime I've talked to their phone support, they've always been really good. But. Well, that's good. I, I haven't had an explicit problem either, but I've heard some seriously scary cautionary yeah. tales. Uh, mostly yeah. from conference organizers, though, because they get like a deluge of payments all at once once. right and then then the the their account gets locked down and then the hotel wants their money and it's a disaster right i feel like that's that's not the the right platform to use paypal for in in this day and age anyway i feel like so yeah i mean i'm sure paypal would like you to think it is but it right I mean, whatever the case, I feel like they should spring for an 800 number for their customer service line instead of having like a <laughs> regular area code. <laughs> it would be so easy. It would be so easy for me to be social engineering people's PayPal accounts. Yeah. Anyway. And for my uncle to be social engineering people's pizzas. <laughs> Delicious. Um, well, that's all well and good, but we should probably talk about <laughs> building apps that run everywhere. 
Yes, we have we have more housekeeping. Yes. Um, yes. Quick note: I put up a website that scratches an itch that I've had for going on seven years, which is every every time I make a web app that I want to be like home screen compatible for iOS. It is the most tedious job ever making all of the um, startup images and home screen icon sizes for, you know, for the meta tags in the head. There's like... It's like a dozen of them. At least. So, and we've even, I think we've even talked about it on the podcast. Like, we should just make a site where you upload one image and it just like poops out every version of everything. So I finally did it. Yeah, finally did yeah, we needed it for, we needed that yet again, needed that like set of images for sticky. And I was just like, I, I cannot bring myself to launch acorn and make these things again. <laughs> yeah. I kept meaning to make like a Photoshop droplet, but then you still would have to have Photoshop and I just, yeah. Yeah. That's old school. So I find, you know, I took it probably, it should have taken me like a half an hour to actually make the things. And it took me like four hours to mm-hmm. make this site. So it was a little bit of a waste of time, but it will certainly save me plenty of time in the long run. Um, anyway, it's so pretty and colorful. Uh, yeah, I tried to, I used the Flutui colors. I noticed. Yes. I, I'm a big Flutui fan, actually. It's, it's Flutui toned. <laughs> um, so folks, if you are a web developer, a web app developer, and you're interested in, um, having all of the the sort of extra special polish stuff for iOS, you can go to webappcapable.com and upload a couple of images and it will like generate all of the versions that you need and send them back to you as a zip archive. Very uh, nice. Thank you. Yeah, it was it was definitely I was like, I was like oh thank God I have this now. <laughs> like when I and then I was like, oh it's finally done. It works. Now I'm going to make one image. I made three images. <laughs> I made, done. Yeah. yeah, I made one icon for the desktop at 512 pixel square. And I made like a landscape and a portrait retina iPad image. And I just like uploaded them and boom. Uh, oh, it, oh, God, it worked. It just totally worked. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the pleasure from like, I'm <laughs> such a nerd with the pleasure of like the time saved. <laughs> you you had a total nerdgasm. It was a complete nerdgasm. I just I'm just yeah. like uploading random square icons to the thing just to be like, oh, it worked <laughs> again. Oh, it totally worked again. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen that? Have you ever seen that um, XKCD of where they where the guy asks him to pass the salt and pepper? Could you pass the salt? No. And the guy's like, it's been 30 minutes. Could you pass the salt? And he's like, I'm writing an algorithm to pass you arbitrary condiments. He's like, it's, yeah. it's been 30 minutes. But it's going to save a ton of time in the long run. <laughs> so funny. But this literally has, like, like I'm going to say a hundred times I've had to deal with this. And, like, finally, finally, I never have to deal with it again. It's like pulling a splinter out of your cranium. Yeah. I noticed immediately on Twitter it had like 
40 favorites and a bunch of retweets. Oh, yeah. It's like, like pff, it's tearing up. Like, I, I'm, the server is probably going to go down. It's like the people just tearing it up. And I'm like, like looking. Like a $5 digital ocean droplet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm like, I'm like looking. And I can see, I can see already, like, some of them are failing. Because it, sh- yeah. it uploads the images, it makes them, then it goes to zip them. And, like, it, it, so it'll make, you know, there's like zero error checking, right? So, like, I. You know, yeah. I'm just basically, if it fails, it fails silently. So, uh, you know, I put the instructions on the page. Upload a square image that is these dimensions and up where, upload portrait and landscape images that are these dimensions. And if they do something else, like mm-hmm. upload some gigantic image, it's just going to fail. Right. So tough. You know what I mean? And, uh, but yeah. I can see, like, so I'm going into the folders that didn't get zipped and I'm looking. And I'm like, what was this person thinking? Just like <laughs> randomly grabbing like a web page screenshot and uploading it as a home screen icon. Camera raw? What? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen one yet where they were obviously trying to bring the server down, but I'm sure that won't be too far right. out. <laughs> anyway, I just love it. So I'll be there with everyone else from Twitter just randomly uploading images to it all night. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I do that. I'll I'll make I'll spend like a few hours just making a stupid little web app that w- does one tiny little little thing, and then I'll just be like, "This is the greatest thing ever." Play with for, <laughs> play with it for the next two days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you it's polish, gonna, polish, polish. Like, You're like, "Ooh, a bug," or like, "Ooh, a, yeah. a little feature I could add." <laughs> what if I had? Yeah. So I will say it. You know, this is the first little teeny single page site that I've um, developed post rails rumble Mm -hmm. and the working working with flatui has has noticeably significantly changed the way that i think about designing a page it's changed your default color scheme that's for sure well first of all i wouldn't have designed it at all it would have been it would have been no no css it would have been like like the link you sent me earlier today yeah which, which, if you shut off CSS, it's still fine. Like, of course, you know, knowing me. But I... So here's, here's a quick uh, side story that might be of use to people. Normally, okay. I am totally, completely as disconnected as possible from my HTML and my CSS. I mean, like, completely unobtrusive. If, if I could add no... If, it's like a perfect world if I add no classes to anything in the HTML. And my CSS is just like, and I'm kind of like, like CSS for me is like the bastard stepchild. I'm like, tough, figure it out. You know, like yeah. you're not getting any help from the HTML. If you want to style something, you just go figure it out, do it. You know, <laughs> so my selectors not are- the HTML's job to tell you how to- <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. HTML is doing its job. You do your, you know, like a very, very right. disconnected. <laughs> and I didn't even realize I was doing that, but that's, that's the way that's, it, it turns out that that's the way I've been doing it. And it, it all boils down to it, the, the, um, the, uh, the sort of, not, not the crux of it, but like a, the, the perfect example of it is when last week we were talking about the align center, mm-hmm. um, which is something you would do in a class in your HTML to cause you or to, to enable you to write less CSS. Actually, less CSS. That's not, you know what I mean? That's confusing actually. Not as much CSS. So you didn't have to keep, keep adding an align center rule to every element that you wanted centered. Right. So like you just stick that class in the HTML tag. 
Right. And and yes, that is not semantic and it's it's but it's just a class tag. It's just yeah. a, a a string in a class. So so I'm like thinking about it and I'm like, "Oh, wow." If once that once that door opened in my mind, I was like, "Well, as long as my HTML, as long as I'm not adding like wrapper divs and stuff, because then it starts to sketch me out. Right. But as long as my HTML is just like perfectly fine with no CSS and I'm adding classes to it, it doesn't really bother me that much if the classes are um, display oriented. It, it doesn't. Yeah. It's not. It's not the greatest. Like if, you had a, if you had a strong tag and you were adding the class heading one to it, we could not be friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But if you're adding if you're adding a class, if you've got a bunch of sections in your page and you're adding a class called um, Palette Halloween or something yeah. like that. And Halloween has like certain background colors and certain foreground colors. That, that doesn't bother me in the least. But I, you know, it, but it's, it's, there's it's, it's sort, not what you would have done before. It's not what I would have done before. And there is the issue where you might go into your CSS and change the Halloween colors to to be like red and green. Like Easter colors. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Christmas and, colors. And then the class name is out of sync with your CSS. But that's your problem. You, you've already got that problem potentially in your CSS. You know what I mean? It's like you can have like... That's kind of like saying you've got misleading comments in your JavaScript or whatever. But the fact is, if now that that my mind is open to that that concept, it's really useful. It's super pragmatic because it means you can write even less CSS, which I love because I hate writing CSS. Mm-hmm. Like I love the power of CSS, but I hate writing it because it's impossible to debug. It's impossible to keep it organized. Yeah, so it's no hard, how it's hard, hard to, to organize. It's really hard to debug. Um, it's genius in a way. I admit, but it is, but it's, it's, I have a love hate relationship with CSS. Yeah. Yeah. I do too. And I'm SAS makes it easier to organize, but things still get really unwieldy really quickly. And if you nest stuff too deeply in your SAS files, then it's just ridiculous performance issues. And like, there's, there's no point in doing that. So, yeah. I, so so it's much to avoid it anyway. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm I have nothing against SAS. I don't love I don't love having a CSS preprocessor. There's there's like some things about it that are cool. I love that yeah. it. I I kind of like that it validates it. I like that it adds the the um which call it the um prefix vendor prefixes the browser prefixes yeah. I like yeah. that. That's I cool. Love that it's, I love that it's faster because I don't like writing CSS. Yeah. So <laughs> that's what I love about it. Yeah, but so, I can just nest stuff. I can just nest stuff. I don't have to repeat these first two tags mm, six times here. Right. So the th- well, the thing I usually do is I just write the WebKit ones, and like everybody else can have square corners. Too bad. Yeah. Well. Um, yeah. But so here's the thing, though. So I am. I'm like, okay. I'm open to the concept of having sort of non-semantic s- class names class in the names. HTML yes. to to give me hooks in the CSS that make. That, that create a more a CSS that I like better because I like it a lot better. I don't like mm-hmm. I don't like deeply nested selectors whether you're using SAS or not. It's it feels wrong to me. Um, yeah, so, it's kind of it's kind of like a kind of like a step toward the the object oriented 
good CSS, but not quite that far. Yeah, without going nuts. Like I just I don't I don't want to be dogmatic about it. I just want it to be like if I was going to be dogmatic, I'd stay the way I am, where it's it's the that's the purest right. version. The purest version is just right. like too bad, no classes for you. <laughs> yeah, like we might put a class on the HTML tag. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Modernize our classes, and that's that. Just very very minimal class usage. So, but that's, I mean, I'm like totally, I could, I could talk for an hour about the problems with that. It's like, it creates problems yeah. in your CSS. It, it, it weirdly, it, it tightly binds your CSS to your HTML, which you don't want. Like mm -hmm. if, if you're using like descendant selectors in your CSS, it's a problem because then if you just like reorganize stuff in your HTML, your CSS should be a little bit more resilient than just completely breaking. So yeah, I used to use a lot of I used to use a lot of descendant selectors in my JavaScript for similar reasons because I just didn't like having class names on absolutely everything. But yeah, it's tightly coupling no. though, and it's like tight coupling <laughs> it is, is it bad. Is. It is like if you can look at someone's CSS and get an idea of how their markup is structured, that's a bad sign. And it's not, and I don't mean a bad sign, like you're going to burn for it, like the sea of flames is going to engulf you when it, it's your time. I mean that you're going to just have a hard time dealing with that site. It's like harder for you. Yeah. So I thought I was making things easier for me by not adding a lot of non-semantic class names, but now I'm starting, my eyes are open to like, oh, interesting. This is pretty interesting. So I'm going to experiment with it and I might end up thinking that it turns out I don't like it, but I'm thinking it's going to make my life a lot easier actually. Yeah. I like to try and strike a balance between the two. Mm, yeah. I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to go to the extreme, but sometimes just a little utility classes or, it just makes things so much easier. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like more maintainable, a lot, it seems a mm -hmm. lot easier. Anyway, we'll see how that goes. Um, but the the one thing that occurs to me, though, which I kind of stepped on your feet during the Rails Rumble, or I don't know if I actually did or if we just thought I did, but um, you need to be so so. What what that the behavior that that will any um, uh, not enable but uh, encourage the other e word. Um, the behavior that that will encourage is to change your class names a lot. Yes. Like when you're changing. Oh your, yes, yes. You you changed a class name that I was using for the Stripe for JavaScript. JavaScript, right? So you can't just go yes. around. So so my first thought is that you might want to use some kind of naming convention to make it clear whether or not a class mm -hmm. is going to be used by CSS or by JavaScript. Because if you have no idea, then all of a sudden you can't just go in and be changing classes willy nilly to change the you know the Halloween palette. Right, right. I also wonder what there would be, what, how things would be in terms of performance if you used, and I don't think I like this approach either because it reminds me of, of, of um, like Knockout and Angular and, and all that stuff, and, and I have major issues with them. But I wonder what it would be performance like if you did all of your JavaScript um, DOM element selection using data attributes instead of class names. Yeah, no, I, I see what you're saying. It, like, that's... Not a bad idea. I guess the problem with that is that like browsers that don't support it. Right. But, but those, you maybe if you're a cut the mustard person, then you're probably not even using JavaScript for those browsers anyway. So meh. Mm -hmm. it's an interesting idea. 
So remains to be seen. Um, yeah. So that's a, that's a, that's a, I, that's a big, um, bonus of having done the rails rumble for me. Like the, 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 going really using bootstrap and really using like a, a, a bootstrap theme. Mm-hmm. I can, I can now see, I did, I said this last week too. I see now why people love it. It's yeah. like they wrote, yeah, there's, there's a lot of things about it. I still don't like. Oh, but, oh right. yeah. They wrote all the CSS in the world and yeah. you just like put you class names to pick some of it. Pick the, pick the bitch you want. <laughs> right. And I remember goofing on somebody for writing a parser that went through and just and like like threw away all of this bootstrap that you're not using. And I remember goofing on mm-hmm. that, but now I get I see why you would come at it like that. So it's just funny. Okay, so sh- uh, what do you say we tr- uh, transition into the feature? Okay. <laughs> Since we're already talking Rails Rumble. Yeah, yeah. This is this is the part where we sound bitter and grumpy. Well, so I'm going to start off by saying that I am bitter and grumpy. So it's okay to accuse me of being bitter and grumpy. This is pure yeah. pure um sour grapes. Yeah, I'm I'm I don't think I am as bitter and grumpy as you are. But I can definitely I can well, see why you are. Won. Yeah. Well, you're, you already <laughs> won. True. This is my first time I didn't even make the top 10. <laughs> so, dear listener, Castbacker did not make the top 10 in Rails Rumble 2014, which I think is a travesty and a miscarriage of justice. <laughs> and I do, n- I'm not afraid to say that. I'm, uh, I'm not so much irked that we didn't get in the top 10, although I did think we did much better. I would have personally, I would have pegged us somewhere between like fifth and sixth place. But yeah, um, I didn't think, no, I think there were, we wouldn't have won. Like when I looked no. at some of the ones that were in the top 10, I'm like, okay, yeah, the first couple of ones are really good. I, I could have, I, I feel like six would have been. Yeah. yeah. If I were judging us, I would have put us fifth or sixth. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, but no, what? <laughs> so like some, top, of, some of the trends about the sites that did win are. That's what bothers me. That's what bothers me. And I don't know, like, I don't want to, it's not that I'm bitter that I didn't win. It's that I'm disturbed by what beat it, by what did. Yeah. That's, that really is. There's a, there's a difference and it's a subtle difference. And I'm, I'm hoping people understand it because I don't want them to think I'm just, oh, she's just complaining because she didn't win anything or didn't place, blah, blah, blah. Mm. No, you wanted the belt. That's that's really not the, yeah, that's, that's really not my motivation for the frustration here. (laughs) Yeah, no, I wouldn't be complaining. So this is going to sound like really it, well. Screw it. I, I am. I'm here to knock the people who are in the top ten because and, and it's except not for that like, one guy. Except for one guy. Well, let's just get to it, right? So that would so okay. people instead of like qualifying everything. Yeah, I think it literally was one guy. But anyway, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So okay, so Rails Rumble, a bunch of people. Uh, everybody, I guess the way it worked was that previously, in previous years, there were like s- specific judges who judged it. Yeah, and then, there was a panel of judges. Okay. And then this year, I don't know if there was also a panel of judges. No. No, no panel of judges. It was just everyone who entered got to vote on everybody else. Mm-hmm. Which seems really weird to me anyway, to begin with. But Yeah, I mean, you couldn't, couldn't vote for yourself, but still, yeah. it do, it is weird. I mean, like... 
you just like pick if you were i guess ruthless you'd find 10 that sucked and vote, vote yeah for exactly those. pick the worst 10 and then everybody would do that and the worst 10 apps would win yeah maybe that's what happened because like <laughs> <laughs> like the here, here's the thing and this is this is definitely my my skewed view of the world just speaking for myself this is this comes from my personal skewed view of the world which is when when I was going through, you know, so like you as a as a contestant, you have to go through and judge mm-hmm. the other apps. So you have to go through and pick ten, pick your, pick your ten, right? Favorites. And going through, uh, you know, I think I said last week, I was like, oh wow, I'm like, you know, there's a million entries. So you go through and you like kind of snap judge, you know, ten or twenty or twenty or thirty actually of the ones based on the thumbnail and the description, like, do I care about this? Do I think it's an interesting idea? Does the screenshot look reasonably put together? Is it like, is it not an error screen? Yeah. And I feel like, I feel like personally for Castbacker, and this is, this might be why it bugs me less than it does you, because I feel like if we lost points anywhere, it would be more on idea than execution because it's kind of, kind of a niche idea that maybe just didn't hit right with this audience. Yeah. I'm cool with that. And and I th- and and uh, Sean Devine from the Rails uh, podcast mm-hmm. said that it was very professional, but felt a little safe. And I totally agree with that. I uh, yeah, I do too. Yeah, do too. it was kind of safe because we were it like, was. well, people's money is involved, and we wanted to like make sure there were no bugs, and we also made sure that it was <laughs> mobile friendly, like yeah. like everywhere. We made sure that it was a website, right? Basically, that ran on devices that people have. And we stuck true to our apps that run everywhere and, and made it as, as, as run everywhereable as possible. Right. And, time. And, and literally only one of the top 10 is mobile friendly whatsoever. Yeah. And we, that's, that's what disturbs me. And I just, I find it sad. Yeah. That, that like, I mean, these are good web developers. Yeah. Professional web developers, like in a, I mean, it seems fairly high profile. I mean, this is this is like a fairly high profile Rails development thing. Rails is like a a dominant web framework on the internet, mm-hmm. and evidently to that crowd of people, like mobile support is an afterthought, which is just it's like exactly like you said. It's depressing. Like it is. Yeah, that's like I'm I'm more depressed about that than I am. You know, like, oh, such and such sites were in the top ten and we weren't. Just the the overall takeaway from it that, oh, people really don't care about this is, is what depresses me. Yeah. Because like, because they were apps built by developers and, and they were judged by developers. Right. And it's just that – and, and there was the comment made that, well, you only have two days. You have to cut corners and make sacrifices, blah, blah, blah. Which is true, you do, but I, I don't see. Maybe I've just forgotten how to build sites that aren't mobile first by default. But I don't see that as a sacrifice. Right. I see. I see it as a streamlined, efficient way of building a site. It's easier. Yeah. Anyway, like, yeah. Like if I'm if I'm going to build a site in two days, I'm definitely starting mobile first because it's easier. Right. So I so I guess in a way I should I you know I mean I I sell training classes on how to do this so I guess I should be psyched because like like <laughs> more people, more business. Yeah, there's like I cuz I always just feel be marketing like, to the top 10. I guess I cuz I always feel like oh everybody knows this already why am I teaching training classes on it but obviously not everyone knows it. But it's it, it's like exactly exactly what you said. It's easier to do it that way. It's like when I'm go so I, when I was going through judging 
I'm like, oh, these all look interesting. And like, oh, this one doesn't work on my, you know, I'm, I'm like testing them on yeah. my phone for crying out loud. Like this one doesn't, I can't even use this. I'm not going to yeah. vote for that. I can't even use this. I'm not going to vote for that. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I want to go back and look and see. Um, we, at the last second, we put Google Analytics in it. Mm-hmm. I'll, pull, I'll pull it up while we're talking. I'm and curious see to anyone, see what the see breakdown is. anyone looked at ours on a phone? Yeah. It's probably like straight up desktop. I'm just, it's like, it's like, you're right. It's like sad. I don't know. Yeah. I, just, I don't know why. That's a weird reaction. Yeah. Like I'm not bitter about losing. I'm sad about the state of the stuff that won. You know? I'm, I'm bitter. <laughs> let's, let's be clear. I'm bitter. Okay. <laughs> you can, you can be bitter for both of us. Yes. I'm bitter about a lot of things though. Yeah. It doesn't really count. I mean, honestly, it's just a learning experience for me about like what yeah. matters in judging. Like another yeah. thing that another thing that um, that came up, I was like, I was like asking questions on Twitter about it, and and uh, and Tom chimed in with like, you know, well, he's like, I don't expect people to do do automated testing for a what call it for like a, a forty eight hour hackathon, and I was like, well, you don't. Like, you, please tell me you don't, by saying that you don't mean it's okay if it has a bunch of bugs in it. Right. You know? And he was like, no, it's just, I just think you should keep the scope to a place where you don't need automated testing to make sure it's not full of bugs. And I was like, okay, that's cool. We're cool. Yeah. But if he was like, oh, oh, it doesn't matter if like, <laughs> if they didn't get around to mobile and if there's a bunch of bugs, as long as it's pretty. That's kind of what's pissing me off is because the right, ones, so. the top 10 are all like pretty. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that said in Tom's personal top 10, we were a lot higher. That is true. A, I know for a fact. That did make me feel better as well. <laughs> yeah. And we were like number five yeah. or six. Yeah. I, I have a lot of respect for Tom and Nick. They're both great guys. So. Yeah. I'm sure but, that's, but I, yeah. yeah, I'm sure that's true. <laughs> I'm like, it's not, it's the judging overall that I'm like. Yeah. Is a learning experience. I don't know. I feel like I feel like it was probably the judging was probably a little more fair, and that these attention attention to these types of things was things were, or more attention was paid to these types of things when there was a panel of judges, because I know last year I got comments that I got comments about it being mobile friendly. Oh really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I got comments from the judging from the panel of judges about it being mobile friendly. So that I know. But but still, that doesn't change the fact that, you know, these are like a few hundred developers looking at this and, and how many of them thought like like that was not important to to them or, you know. Right. You like know. nine, nine of the top 10 are basically unusable on mobile and nobody, not not enough people cared about that for it to make a difference. Yeah. I'm, I'm just disappointed that that wasn't a higher priority. Yeah. It seems a little shocking to me. Um, let's see. Okay, let's see this Google Google Analytics. Although I bet you Google Analytics is not mobile friendly now. I, th- I can barely even use it on the desktop. It's barely so. desktop friendly. Yeah, yeah, dear listener, if you have a good analytics package that would is like a nice drop in replacement replacement for Google Analytics, I'm like over this thing. It's a mess. God, I'm cranky tonight. <laughs> uh, uh, I am cranky tonight. I've 
maybe maybe that's my issue is that I've had so many other things go horribly wrong today that I just don't care right now. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like I this mean, is in the so minor by comparison. Yes, 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 definitely in the scheme of things. Oh, and 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 the dogs have been like puking all over the house every five minutes since about three a.m. That's fun. Let's see. All right, mobile. Well, you know, it's um, sixty percent desktop, but you know, thirty-two percent phone. It's higher than I would have expected, yeah. given yeah, given, given the, the outcome. Given the outcome. Assuming that other other contestants got a similar. Right. Yeah, so, you know, I guess uh, nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> or or people do care, just not as much as they care about it being pretty. Building apps yeah. that run on desktop browsers. That's the new tagline for the show. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Anyway. Well, I will tell you this. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty do you so- want to do it again? Yeah, I do want to do it again. You know what? Actually, I don't know if I want to do it again. I want to do another hackathon. Just not sure if you want to do that I'm one. I'm not sure if I want to do that again. Like, because here's the thing. Like, here's, like, and, and the, my bitterness is somewhat tongue-in-cheek, but it's also somewhat not. And the reason why is this. If I'm going to get into a competition, I'm not going to, like, not care. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, agreeing to do it means I want to win. Right. And I'm not, I'm not really a competitive person, but if I agree to play, I'm going to win. Like, that's my goal. <laughs> I want to win. Normally, I'll just be like, no, I'm not going to play. I'll just be like, I don't care, you know? Yeah. But for whatever reason, it was like, okay, let's like do this. I definitely wanted to win. So, um, and yeah, and that's the way it is. So, and that that's why, like, at the you know the last day, that's like where all the butterflies come from. That's where all the excitement comes from because you really mm-hmm. want to do a good job and like, uh, you know, take it over the top. So, like, yeah. I'm not super competitive, but when I'm when I get in the game, well, I am competitive once I've decided to play. Right. <laughs> I'm gonna get attacked. <laughs> you are. I told I, st- I started out. It's just all sour grapes. You just ignore me. It's totally. I'm just bitter. <laughs> I'm I'm not so much bitter as I am a little sad at the state of the priorities by which a lot of people were judging. Apparently, I'm not angry at them. I'm just disappointed. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. It's like I'm not mad at you. I'm just disappointed. I thought we raised you to be a nice human being and it turns no, out I, you're not i thought you knew better you're a bad person for the past <laughs> two years we have been telling you how important mobile first is and it's just you know i try and i try exactly <laughs> i just do and do for you and, and you and this is the thanks i get you, you know? bring me a desktop only server sharing site like where did i go wrong <laughs> uh, I would totally do Ralph's Rumble again. Yeah. If they let it, if they let me <laughs> after this. Uh, uh, Guys, if you want me to, I'm happy to go solo next year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is all me. Uh, 
no, I did have I did have a lot of fun doing it with you. I so. well, same here. It was a blast. It was a total blast, and I'll completely do it again. And I'll try not to give a crap about winning next time, <laughs> but it's not possible. But I have high hopes for Castbacker. So, folks, if you if you listen to other podcasts besides just this one wonderful bitter rantathon, or if you for some odd reason feel like throwing money in our direction, <laughs> yes, either way. Uh, let your other podcaster friends know about Castbacker, yes. and you can come to our campaign page on Castbacker and throw money our way if you want to. Yeah. So we well, can one, finally we'll get rid of all these with, ads. We'll wonder what's wrong with you, but we'll be deeply appreciative. Yes, that's true. Well said. <sighs> Anything else uh, you want to get off my chest? Uh, I'm just, I'm glad you got this out before you went on vacation. So it's not just, I know it's not just percolating in there for the next week while you're, yeah, there was a real (laughs) and present danger of me punching Mickey in the face in front of my kids. (laughs) That would be, that would simultaneously be the most awesome and horrible trip to Disney ever. I wonder if that must've happened. Some parent must have attacked Mickey Mouse in front of their kids at one point. At some point, it probably has. <laughs> it has to. You know, have. they used they used to do this thing, and they don't do it anymore because word got out on the internet, and it and it got around, so everyone was doing it every thirty seconds. <laughs> but used to, you could go into like the Toy Story area where they had the Toy Story characters walking around, and you could yell, "Andy's coming!" and all the toys would just stop where they were and lay down. <laughs> but they stopped doing it because the internet found it's out so about annoying. it. So yeah, so it was happening constantly. <laughs> uh, that's a good, I, well, of course, now I'm going to do it. <laughs> uh, I suppose that's better than punching Mickey Mouse in the face. Probably. <laughs> Throttle that guy. <laughs> You're not real. <laughs> oh wow. I'm in the wrong state of mind for Disney World. (laughs) (laughs) I'm actually excited. It should be fun. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I figure tonight I can be as bitter and angry as I want to because, uh, like the list of things that have gone wrong today has just been, has been very long, including a very expensive vehicle repair (laughs) that we need to have now. Mm. And, and I'm having laser surgery on my only eyeball next week. So, right. Yep, that's that's a party. Yeah. When they do that that one, will you be awake? Oh yeah. Will you be able to smell it? <laughs> no. Okay, good. So it's inside my eyeball. I know, but the, it's a laser, right? Yeah, but it's inside my eyeball. There's. Well, your nose is inside your head. <laughs> Not to that's... get too technical, but. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's nothing escaping into there's not gonna be any smoke. air to smell. No. Yeah. No. There's just <laughs> No, they um Yeah, they they focused the little laser on the 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 lens capsule behind my implant and mm. and zap away. And if you have never had it done, laser eye surgery is the weirdest feeling in the entire world. Um, I have had it done and yes, it is. Do they do so? Okay. I mean, I realize your laser surgery is like 10 times more intense than LASIK, which is what I had, Mm -hmm. but it's the closest thing I can like come to relating. 
and mm-hmm. they put like a vacuum, like a suction thing on the surface of my eyeball to, to keep it still. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a big contact lens type thing that they put on it. Well, with and a vacuum cleaner attached to it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah, know what kind just, of contact lenses you'd be wearing, but no, mine is mine is just like it's like a handheld type lens thing that they just put in there. Really? And yeah, and I'm. I mean, I think this. I think the setup for LASIK is very different because it's all computer controlled lasers and all that stuff. And mine is just like, like like a guy sitting at the laser doing like the Star Wars thing and pew pew pew. And yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um. You're right. The LASIK thing is very computerized. Like I, it was a guy in the room somewhere controlling a computer that was attached to my right. eyeball. He was not aiming. Right. He wasn't like right. squinting no, is, down a scope. Yeah, no, this is like a guy looking down a scope. Wow, that's intense. Yeah, <laughs> you should make him yeah. dress up like Han Solo. You know, <laughs> you know. Um, um, the last time I went to have a, a laser surgery, my my surgeon had a uh, a medical student with him, <laughs> and. <laughs> And before they started the procedure, I asked the medical student. Student, it was like, because it's a it's a slit, slit lamp microscope, which they use for normal eye exams. And it's then a it what? A, and the a slit lamp microscope. A slit lamp microscope. Yeah. Okay. Which is what they use for normal eye exams, and then it's got the laser attachment. Okay. And and I asked the student, I was like, "Do you want to take a look at my eyeball before he starts? Because you're not going to see when this messed up that often." <laughs> <laughs> and the guy's like, "Sure." And 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 my surgeon goes, "That's a really good idea. I'll, I'll, you know, let me let me get up and let you sit down here." And then he's like, "Wait a minute. Let me make sure the laser's off first. Get the safety on." <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Was he like? Did the student get in there and be like, "Oh." <laughs> he's like, "Oh my god." <laughs> Well, it wasn't quite that dramatic, but okay. well, that's, that was nice of him. Was it a him? Yeah. Okay. Oh my God. Well, so you've got that to look forward to. Yeah. Yeah. And actually my, I mean, there's a, there's a risk of like some retina complications, which is the big scary part. Right. But the thing that's actually making me the most, the most nervous is I have really bad nystagmus, which is involuntary eye movement. Mm-hmm. So I'm worried about that happening and and then accidentally like damaging my lens implant. Yeah, I mean, they they see it's it's even crazier with your situation because I said the same uh, similar thing. I'm like the guy's like, okay, don't move your eye. I'm like, well, what if I do? He's like, well, don't. Exactly. I'm like, but what if I do? But what if I do? <laughs> he's like, don't. I'm like, <laughs> he's like. He's like, look, you're probably not going to be able to move your eye faster than the laser. So it <laughs> should be fine. <laughs> like, that's very reassuring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, no. And, and that's. You're like, dear listener, I mean, right, that's right why, now. Yeah. That's why they did my cataract surgery under general anesthesia when they normally just give you numbing drops. Yeah. That's why I asked if you were going to be awake. Yeah. It's, so it's like, it's like, dear listener, right now, don't move your eye. Stop. Stop moving your eye. Don't. Yeah. Move don't move your it. Eye. If you move your eye, you'll go blind. Okay, don't yes, don't move it. Blink and you're dead. No, wait. Now take your finger, don't move uh-huh. your eye, and slowly move it closer and closer to your eyeball until it touches it. But don't and move don't, your eye. And don't move. Yeah. And now imagine a laser shooting out of your fingernail. <laughs> but don't move. <laughs> <laughs> no, imagine it's your only eye. <laughs> and that it barely works. Yeah. Well, maybe they could, you, maybe you can't see the laser, so that's better. <laughs> you can't see it anyway. <laughs> no, I know. 
But see, I could smell mine. That's why I asked. I could smell my eyebrow. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, because yours is on the surface of your eye because yeah. it's reshaping the cornea. Right. Mine is, mine is actually, it's behind the lens implant. Mm. So they focus on the area be- right behind the lens implant. So. so all the smell is captured inside of your... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, stinky vitreous, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Title. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Uh, and on that anyway, note, anyway, we're we're yeah. rambling. <laughs> that's our show for this week, dear listener. We hope you join us again next week for the Niche Podcast. Oh, I said it wrong. You you did. You didn't say your name. <laughs> no, I forgot my name. Okay, that's our show for this week. I'm Jonathan Stark. And I'm Kelly Shaver. And we hope you join us again next week for the Niche Podcast. Bye. Bye. I haven't screwed that up in a while. No. Just leave it like that.